I can't play this. started it and now I'm regretting it already. I'm like, we're going to start a podcast with Scott Hellman. On the day that Adele launches her know, new biggest song in the world probably today, but no. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. We're playing this song. Bunnis likes this song. Fucking, I really do. I like the groove. It totally reminds me of, of old school George Michael, like Faith. Just got, it's got yeah. that kind of vibe. Meanwhile, Scott Hellman's kind of like a CanCon performer, like somebody who gets play in Canada because we got to play 35% Canadian on radio stations. He's got some jams. He's Come got on. like, yeah, he's got some jams. Songs. I, you know what it is? It's that it's the way he carries himself sometimes off stage. He rubbed me the wrong way once, oh, he and did. Uh, and it just I, it just kind of set a tone where I'm like, ah, don't really care. Okay, so I ever what play happened? A Scott Hellman song again. He's coming in for an interview. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> we were gonna go live with him to re- to do an interview on uh, the last radio station we were on, and um, and then all of a sudden he was like gone. We're like, what the hell? Like we had a scheduled time. He was supposed to be on with us. Mm-hmm. We have a show. We have these features. We got to keep a schedule. Mm-hmm. And and then his like manager or dadager or whatever it was like his dad i think was it pretty sure was like oh uh he needed a moment to himself he was outside smoking a butt <laughs> and we're like well fuck we got a whole schedule here like what are we gonna do now like now we gotta like put everything throw everything up in the air because he decided even though he knew what time he was supposed to be on with us to mm. go out for a smoke and well, i'm like Fuck you. You're Scott Hellman. You're not fucking Mick Jagger, you know? Right. Keith Richards could do that. <laughs> Keith right. Richards would you just know? fucking smoke in the studio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the cool thing to do. If he just lit up there, I would care less because at least we could keep our schedule. We were like, we had a really tight operation there. In his defense, yeah. he, first of all, may not have known the exact time he was supposed to be on the air with us. His handler might have said, you do what you want. It might have had. It might have been all his handler well, and not him. That's his fault, too. That's his handler. Like, if I were him, I'd be like, you make sure I'm on time everywhere. Because you know who wasn't fucking late? Ed Helms and John Hamm and Jeremy Renner. Yeah, they were on time. When they yeah. came in all three together, they were on time. They were, yes. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. Lincoln Park Lincoln showed up Park. and performed, they were on time. They were on time. When Dax Shepard and Michael Pena came in together promoting Chips, the movie, you know when they showed up? On time. On time. Man. Yeah, but again, it, uh, when people show up, to promote an album or something like that in a building like uh, this one that we're in now or the one we used to be in. There's many different media outlets in there. Uh, and he's probably had, let's say, 10 interviews that day in that building. He may not have known what time he was with who. And uh, and everything could have got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And uh, When we it, met Tom Cruise. <laughs> he was early. He was like 45 minutes early. Not 45 minutes early, but he was early. He was early. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that you know what the cool. thing is? I didn't even want to interview Scott Hellman. I didn't even want to do it. Yeah, you didn't care. Because yeah. I didn't. Because you know who cares about Scott Hellman? Uh. My God. <laughs> anyway. Stop it. Uh, I'm sure, I, who knows? But it's funny how like an impression, you know, when somebody leaves you with a certain impression, like you only have one chance to make that impression. Oh my God. And, it's uh, so true. And it always, it's always the hacks that give you like the hardest time. Mm-hmm. The, the ones that are like the A-listers, 
they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They know, like, if you're going to do it, do it right. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. That's mm-hmm. like my whole analogy or like, I guess would be my advice to anyone who was going to be a celebrity. You are right. Like the, the, the A-listers are the best at the game and they do surround themselves with the best people too. And I think you learn that the hard way. I remember when I got my first gig in TV, um, the producer of the show I was on, Space for a Living on HGTV, she, she said to me, because uh, I ended up getting a new agent and she was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, why? And she said she was a nightmare to deal with. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I could have lost the gig because of her. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. And, and you hear this stuff in hindsight, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know she was terrible to deal with. But if that's the person that's representing you in a room, fuck, you can't, you can't have that. You have to know what vibe they're putting out there because it reflects badly on you. And look at this. This is case in point. And I'll tell you something. Like, if I, okay, so if he didn't know... And his handler Let's knew. Let's say he didn't know. Yeah. Which I think was his dad. <laughs> and it says, oh, you, they came for you and you were out smoking and uh, they had to go late or something. Then if I'm him, I'm coming in and I'm super apologetic about it. Oh my God, I totally got my timing wrong. I didn't right. mean to step out there. So yeah. sorry if that screwed things up for yeah. you. Because you know who would do that? Like a Taylor Swift would do that. Yes. If she had a scheduled time and she showed up late, the first thing out of her mouth would probably be like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late, guys. You know, things got crazy or whatever. Yeah. Because she respects people and their time. And uh, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I just felt like he carried himself in a way where he thought he was up here when really he's just like there. Who was that celebrity that thanked you for your time that like blew you away? Oh, I remember. Well, Aerosmith. When yeah, I, uh, maybe it was you may Aerosmith. have heard of them. You know, uh, they were on fucking time. <laughs> and then afterwards, I'm like, thank you. You know, you didn't have to do this. They're like, no, no, this is part of our job. We're happy to do it. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy well you know you you do learn things the hard way so yeah so like it's <laughs> i get we play scott hellman on our radio show because we gotta fill our canadian content limits and you know he's got some nice enough songs that he's fit got the bill. some jams you know every now and then you'll be like well it's canadian so we're gonna go this way a little bit whatever I should be careful what I say, but, uh, but you know, like oh, now you bring that up. No, it's like <laughs> it's a little late for that. There's lots of songs that, whether they're Canadian or not, that I'm like fine playing because they're on our radio show and stuff that I wouldn't necessarily play on a weekend or on my own in my car. And I think of the podcast a little bit that way, that we get to pick songs that we like Mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily have to play. No one tells us what we have to play. I agree with you that for the most part, I've never heard anything that Scott Hellman's put out that I would ever listen to by myself. But this song sounds a little like old school George Michael, and I'm digging that. Like, I appreciate that. You like this Like, if we added this... Oh, we will. This is, like, okay, as a producer, when I have to fill time in, I I usually have to add CanCon songs to fill out hours. This is going to be one of the CanCon songs that I'm going to throw in now. It's usually Drake in the weekend that I kind of crutch on. But I like this song, so I'll add it to my CanCon abs rotation. Oh, okay, so you have a special category. <laughs> yeah. CanCon artists? Like stunning Curtis Waters, uh, shit like that. Like songs that I like that are CanCon that I know I can put yeah. in to fill hours out. I might play this one. Just for you, Tucker. Don't forget my Francesco Yates. Francesco Yates, uh, he's a pretty, like, <laughs> I love him. intense guy, but lovely. You know what? I'm pretty sure he was on he time. He was on too. time. Yeah, I think yeah, he was yeah. on time. <laughs>
<laughs> he's pretty happy to be there. He you know, there's some people who should just be happy that they're going to have you on their show live. I know. Because sometimes we'll schedule That's interviews. Man, more I, I feel it. I feel it. Here, here's the thing. Sometimes we end up having to do interviews that we pre-record after a show. That we know we're pre-recording it after a show just in case it sucks. We don't have to play it. <laughs> oh Seriously, God. it's true. It is true, yeah. And that happens in radio all the time. They're like, hey, can you interview this person? We're like, yeah, but we're going to do it after our show's over. and then uh, We're we'll, not going live with that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, so the fact that the Scott Hellman interview Got was live, live yeah. was another yeah. crazy thing. Never again, and, Tucker and, would say. No, it's totally, it's totally like me being personal about it and right. not about his music because this song does sound good. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. You guys are going to have it out one day. He's going to come on. You're going to, maybe he'll quit smoking. Maybe the next time he comes by, he'll be like the nicest dude ever. And you'll realize that it was all his handler, you know? Handler's fault. Yeah, maybe. Or I'm, maybe, sure, I'm sure if this podcast gets to him, which I hope it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he'll probably might be like on time. Somebody uh, you know, said I don't even care. He probably said, "I'm gonna have a smoke." Is this an okay time? And somebody gave him the nod, and uh, that person shouldn't have done it. I doubt it. Okay, uh, the daily take two is coming up next. Good song. Yeah. When you're waking up next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, last night the Toronto Maple Leafs played their first regular season game. They've got a new advertiser on the side of their helmet. Oh, yeah? TikTok. Says TikTok on the side of the helmet. TikTok needs to advertise? Yeah. I know. I was thinking, like, who are they going after? That's <laughs> so weird. Anyway, you know, TikTok is everywhere, and they've got all these new trends, and one that was around for a little bit that's making a big comeback is called scalp popping. Now, let me tell you about scalp popping. Sure. First of all, what's your guess? You think doctors recommend scalp popping, Uh, or are they telling you that you should probably avoid doing this? It sounds like a dance move to me where you can throw out your back, so I'm going to say no. Essentially, you need fairly long hair, Mm -hmm. and then you get somebody, and they grab a chunk of it. Oh, do you want to try this while I explain (laughs) it? Come over here. Uh, And so you grab a chunk of the hair, Uh and then you twist it around your kind of like finger. Yes. And then you give it a good (laughs) yankaroonie. But the point is not to rip out your hair. Well, thank God. It's to separate your scalp from your skull. And when you do that, there's a popping sound. And I'm disturbed. I think people get a kick out of the popping sound if they do it right. That's gross. The sound of the popping is your soft tissue under your skin literally separating from your skull. Okay, and people are doing this as a challenge on TikTok. Okay. Doctors, again, what do you think? Are they pro-scalp popping or <laughs> anti-scalp popping? Well, maybe it's good for the hair follicles, gets a little blood circulation up there. Uh, I don't like, think so. I, don't, I think they're going to be anti Dr. Samora yes. are telling people not to do it. This I don't get. I don't get. Does it look fun? Is the popping sound that great? Is it like, wow! I wonder... <laughs> That's the best sound I've ever heard. So this is a couple of girls doing it for TikTok. I like to Here it comes. Oh. 
Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. So sounds, great is you that? Know, you know. Oh, yeah. Boom. You did, you did it. it. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, it sounded like a joint cracking or something. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We should start our own TikTok trends. Okay. So this is one. Okay, I'm going to call it the, um, the tall boy challenge, okay? Okay. You get your friend to lie down on the ground, okay? Face up. Then you stand on a chair hovering over their head and you hold up as high as you can a tall boy beer. Okay? And then the object of the challenge is yeah. is I'm going to let go of this tall boy and you have to try and stay still no. as long as you can. And then at the very last second, yes. the key is to time it so you knock the tall boy away from your face or better yet, you catch it just before it smashes into you. That sounds terrible. And the key also, Maura, is to film it in slow motion. Okay? <laughs> you remember my friend? You met her. She had a black eye. Remember what happened? Uh, what happened? Someone tossed her a tall boy. She wasn't ready to receive it. Hit her in the face. Led to a black eye. But... Film it, throw it on TikTok. <laughs> it's a challenge, and people will try and recreate it. Oh no, I could do that. Oh, yeah. It's called it's the surprise your friend with a tall boy to the face challenge. <laughs> it's different. It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. Yeah. Tucker and Mora Andrew wants to weigh in the TikTok viral challenge called scalp popping. Uh, what did you want to say? It seems like every TikTok challenge is just um, trying to get the dumbest people in the world to do something to hurt themselves. So uh, I know that when uh, I was a lot younger, before TikTok ever decided to come out, uh, salt and ice on like your skin. Oh yeah, what what, what is salt melts ice, doesn't it? Um, well, when you put salt and ice together on your wrist, it causes a, a reaction, um, making it a lot colder. If you keep it on your skin too long, it'll actually cause it to bubble and blister. Oh, from like extreme cold. Exactly. It's like dry ice all, all of a sudden. Almost the exact same thing. Yeah, so the idea is that like <laughs> this would be something that you would see someone do because they were trying to prove how long they could keep the salt and ice on their arm? Exactly. <laughs> how crazy. I mean, I can recall a pre-TikTok challenge when I was in high school where uh, if we were smoking butts, you do something where you'd put a cigarette butt between two forearms. So you have one person standing next to another person, forearm to forearm. Mm -hmm. You lay the cigarette butt that's lit in there, and then the first person to flinch and move away was the loser. Loser! <laughs> Absolutely. I remember that game completely. Stupid, I right? I people, like, uh, somehow making somebody else black out by, like, putting their arms around your neck or something. Yeah! Like what was that one? Uh, that was the, like, blackout challenge. I don't know what it <laughs> It was called, but my buddy Jeff Sargent used to do that all the time. Yeah. He'd get on his hands and knees, he'd hyperventilate, yes. and then he'd choke himself out until he basically put himself in a sleeper hold, and he'd pass out for a second. And everyone would be like, yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on with us. No problem. Have a great day. I bet you did the uh, cigarette butt in your forearm challenge with your buddies, Fundus. 
never did the challenge. They just um, they would just like try to burn you when you weren't paying attention. Like you'd be talking to somebody else, and they come up behind you with a cigarette butt, and they like put it on your forearm, or they put it on just behind your <laughs> neck, ha, ha, ha. just slowly just bringing slowly. it in. Yeah, letting it heat up. Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, it was not funny. Nothing says friendship like that. Oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of people got knocked out. There was a lot of like turn around and ah, boom, and you hit your friend. You pop oh, your friend right in the funnier, face. Funnier, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it go down. Uh, Did you ever do the thing where you would take a sharp knife and then you would try and go as fast as you could between <gasps> your fingers no! on a cutting board? What was that called? Five finger fillet? I don't know. Five finger fillet? <laughs> We're starting a hashtag right now, guys. Hashtag five finger fillet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go into your kitchen. <laughs> Find the sharpest knife you have. And let's see if we can go as fast as you can between. you just like... Tick, 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 tick. That is insane. The only difference is, is we didn't have a hashtag back in the day, yeah. right? And we didn't have a camera attached to our phone. Or if we did, it was really blurry. And it wasn't worth it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Darius sent us a text. He's really concerned about his iPhone 13 order after we said they're cutting back on production. Is it because they the, suck. the new iPhone is essentially the same as the iPhone 12? It's the chip semiconductors oh so it's not it's not the shipping so it's much as it shipping. is just this damn chip it's this global shortage of these semiconductors which is the chip they're going to make 10 million less iphone 13s some say that might drive up the price of them actually if there's going to be less supply their plan was to make 90 million so they're going to make 80 million now you know what bugged me a little bit what is um because i'm kind of do for an iPhone upgrade. I want the better camera. I want a wide angle, wide angle lens. We've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, generally, I'll I'll buy. I, bu- I have an iPhone 10. I bought that when it was a year and a bit old, mm-hmm. secondhand from somebody. Nice. And so I thought about doing that, but then I was like, oh, you know what? I know they're about to announce the 13. So as soon as it's announced, I'm going to go to the Apple store and I'm just going to buy an iPhone 12 Pro and they'll have to have it discounted because the new one's out, right? It's like, you know, at the end of the year when they've rolled out the 2021 cars or the 2022s, (laughs) you buy like the last year's model that's still new, but there's less interest, not brand new. Yeah. Yeah, people want the new one. Uh, you know what they do the second those iPhone 13 Pros are announced? What? They take the 12 Pros off the shelf. Can't you can't even, even buy them? The only way you can buy one is through a carrier if you sign up for like a two-year plan. Oh, my God. Yeah. So That's it's not like annoying. you can just go in and buy like, oh, give me the slightly outdated one and yeah, knock 300 bucks off the price, please. You know, they, they just, they don't want to compete with themselves that way. So they just, <sighs> they literally just take them off the shelf. And I guess they sell them to carriers. They give them to the carriers to sell with the plans, I guess. Boo. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I got to do that with my, what do I have a seven with my iPhone seven. I got to go in there and shop around for the eight. Ah. You might be able to buy an eight. I might be able to buy an eight. Actually, I found one on the street the other day because yeah. somebody just left it on the ground. And then I looked at it and it's like, oh, it's an eight. And I put it back on the ground and kept walking. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was actually, I, I did see an iPhone eight the other day at a restaurant. It was being used to hold up the table. Oh, they, so it wasn't as wobbly. Right. They stuck it under the leg. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was still work, too. Just under there. Just no the need table. for it, eh? Yeah, so it wasn't wobbly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ridiculous. I remember when the iPhone uh, 4 came out. 
And I remember thinking, it doesn't need to get any better than this. Like, what more do you want to do with the phone? Yeah. And, and for the most part, other than the camera, I kind of believe that. Like, I would never need my internet to be quicker on my phone. Bundes, you're like old school with your phone, too. You got an 8. Uh, yeah, I got an 8. The, the 8 is fine. Like, really, it has the apps and all that really haven't changed. It's all the same stuff. It's just the internet speed has gotten better with, like, an LTE network or if you're on a 5G or a Wi-Fi. Like, it's it runs fine. So I'm good where I'm at. Unless, like, I don't know what they could do unless it's, like, popping out of the screen. You know, it's like right. a hologram. It's a hologram, yeah. That's going to yeah. really interest me that much more at this point. You guys want to know the last time I saw an iPhone 8? <laughs> when? I was camping and they had no kindling and they're like, what are we going to light on fire to get this big logo? <laughs> Someone's like, hey, use my iPhone 8 and they lit it on fire. It burned pretty good. Got the whole thing ablaze. Yeah, it was amazing. Here are some hero products, guys. They call them hero products because these are the things that everybody was buying last year, okay? And then I've also got some loser products that nobody wanted. So, would you say hero versus zero? Okay. Oh, nice. Nicely done. I didn't invent that, but I'll take credit (laughs) for it right now. Okay. Toilet paper. (laughs) Well, we're not getting that specific. Okay. Necessities aren't really on here. These are things that you didn't really need, but you damn well wanted. Like a hot tub. That's a hero. A lot of people wanted a hot tub. Hot tub sales went up 2,000%. Woo! Real home luxury. And perhaps people, like, you know, weren't taking vacations, so they wanted to bring the vacation to the backyard, right? Uh, Up 270% was the old-fashioned trampoline. I haven't been on one of those in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, You'll feel sick. Don't don't bother. Yeah, it's funny how all of a sudden you start feeling sick on things. Totally feel sick on a trampoline. You want this, Tucker. This is on your list. You haven't bought one yet, but you want it. A bike. It went up 400% in sales. It's the air fryer. I don't want one. We have one. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were saying you want an air fryer really bad. You have no counter space for it, though. No, no. Yeah, no, I have one, and I have no counter space for it. So it stays in a drawer. In the basement. No, in a drawer. The thing's huge. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right, this went up 650%. The sale of tents. Ah. Everybody was camping, right? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. People wanted to get a better vibe in the living room, so the sale of corner sofas, a.k.a. sectionals, went up 95%. Gotcha. Shocked about this one. Crocs. Yeah. Crocs went up in sales, 58%. Yeah, but that's the celebrities are on it now. The celeb- Apparently, they were worn on the red carpet last year at the Oscars. I'm like, who wore the Crocs? Uh, probably Post Malone. Bundes, you're still anti-Croc? Are you coming around? Sounds like, what was the percentage, Mora? 58%. 58% more losers in the world right now. <laughs> and this one kind of shocked me. We've talked about this already. Yeah. Up in sales, 100% is the sale of the Speedo. The Speedo swimsuit. And I'm talking about the men's briefs. Yeah. Guys rocking that look now, right? Show up that package. Show up the package already. Here's the items nobody cared about. Travel accessories. Yeah. It's your luggage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody cared. 
briefcases <laughs> down yeah. 22%. Going to work, you're not. It's at home. If you if you carry a briefcase to work, your work is at home. Your work is at home, yeah. Neckties, 75% slump. And sa- Who's yeah. buying a tie right now? No one. Yeah. This is going to make you sad. Thong underwear. Down 50%. I don't like thong underwear. Yeah. It's not my jam. I'm not clapping for that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm disappointed with that. People were rocking a more comfortable look, right? They didn't want to do the thong. And there you go. The items that have gone up. Hero or zero, as Tucker would say. Thank you, Maura. What went on in space in that spacecraft yesterday once William Shatner and the three other civilians reached zero gravity? Did they throw Skittles into each other's mouths just like <laughs> Bezos did? That was so stupid. Yeah. Or did they do something else? What they did was totally impromptu. But first, I'll tell you about William Shatner becoming the oldest person to ever get to space. 90 years old. Along for the ride were two paying customers. No word as to how much they paid, as well as Audrey Powers, who is Blue Origin's vice president of, president of mission and flight operations. So, you know, she gets a turn to go up. Yeah. They spent three minutes floating around in zero gravity before they returned to Earth. And when they reached space, they had an impromptu moment of camaraderie, they said, where they all stopped what they were doing and just held hands. And they were just silent, like a moment of silence, holding hands in space, which I thought was pretty cute and moving. Yeah. You know? Sure. And then they all just like started enjoying the view because you're only up there for three minutes. So enough of the hand holding, press your face against the window. And when the space shuttle landed back down on planet Earth, William Shatner, when he stepped off the rocket, broke down into tears. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. Uh, I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. Apparently, he did feel like there were moments where he might die, like the G-force, uh, uh, yeah. the the capsule coming back to Earth. Like he said, the simul- simulators don't really give you the effect, the I'm full sure. effect. I mean, it's got to be crazy to take off in a rocket. I got to figure. Yeah. You know, I watched it on CNN. They had uh, Commander Hadfield on there. Oh, did Canadian they? astronaut, yeah. Nice. I just kept waiting for him to say, guys, this is this is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. Why are we all watching it? It's a joke. It's not real space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not astronauts. They're space tourists. They're space tourists. They're doing they their talking ride. In the water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyways, William Shatner seemed quite moved by the whole thing and does believe that everyone should get the opportunity to go up there and and it will blow your mind he says the perspective change take, he's a bit terrified actually well take that jean-luc picard <laughs> <laughs> you think you're a real astronaut mm. there's only one real astronaut in star trek now that's right it's tucker amora we were just talking about william shatner going to space yesterday everybody was like oh listen to how moved he was what you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. Uh, I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. Now, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. That's the clip that everyone's playing. Let me tell you what happened before that. What? Okay. 
That that was about like five minutes after they landed. They got into that part. Okay. The first part was that you ever been to a party with like lots of uh, young people? Everyone's having a great time, but it just turns out that the hosts invited their elderly parents, yes. and you get stuck talking to one of the elderly parents while everybody's getting ready to like celebrate <laughs> this big moment, and you're just having to listen to the old person kind of like talk uh-huh. and talk and talk. Jeff Bezos. Basically ends up beside William Shatner. William Shatner is just yammering on while people are popping champagne. Okay, listen to the beginning of this, okay? Jeff Bezos is not even really paying attention to William Shatner as he's trying to have this profound moment. You know what, my... Get over here, people! The impression I have that I never expected to have is you're shooting up. Oh my God! Come here. Come here. I want one. So, so, so William Shatner's talking to Bezos. Bezos is like seeing everyone else having a great time. He's like, hey, 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 I want one. I want one. Oh my Get God! Get me a bottle of champagne. I, I want to hear this. William Shatner looks unimpressed right now. He's trying to talk. He's trying to talk. Yeah, yeah. And, and talk and talk and talk, oh my William God, Shatner. There is a crazy party oh, going yeah. on. Everyone's partying. William Shatner's just like. in the world needs to be. <laughs> Everybody needs to see. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, the, the little things. The weightlessness. Now you're staring into black. That's the thing. The covering of blue, this the sheet, this blanket, this com- this comforter of blue that we have around. And then somebody you shoot through it all of a sudden, as though you whip off a sheet off you when you're asleep, and you're looking into blackness. <laughs> For ten minutes, William Shatner's going on and on, and meanwhile everyone's like, oh, yeah! Yeah, that is too funny. You kind of want to know what a ween uh, Bezos is too. What when he showed up uh, where they landed? You know, all the people they quote astronauts. You know, have been up there for like three minutes mm-hmm. and get to call themselves astronauts. They're all all wearing the blue origin blue flight suits. Mm-hmm. Bezos shows up. He's wearing his flight suit. Because he's like one of them. <laughs> Nobody else is, but oh, Bezos has got his flight suit you on. You only get to wear it if you've been I to guess, space. I guess. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Guys, there is an evolution of adult movies, and the future is three-dimensional. Experts say virtual reality porn is booming And your partner is probably already watching. Now, we are lucky enough to have experienced it because Tucker brought in his VR headsets. And we all took a turn. Just to see what it was like. Just to see, just watching an adult movie. And it was unbelievably real, wasn't it? It looked like you could reach out and touch the people. It looked like you were in the room. You are now transported into the room with 
the performers. The porn market for virtual reality is spec is expected to be worth $19 billion by 2026. They say this is the future. And while it seems futuristic, they say it will become the norm because you feel like you are participating in the experience. But this type of pornography comes with a warning. Oh, like a big warning, which is uh, make one. sure the door is locked. That's nobody walks oh in and God. sees what a loser you are yeah. with your goggles on. Guys, this is already happening. It's tearing relationships apart because somebody will open the door, walk in, see that, and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Zero dignity left. Yeah, and and people are saying, "Well, now I know why he's not interested or she's not interested in sex with me anymore." Yeah, that, this, that, this person's having experiences b- that are wilder than uh, their wildest imaginations. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with it is that if you can simulate something that looks so real mm-hmm. with all these different types of people, with multiple people at once, why would reality ever suffice anymore? Exactly. Well, let me tell you something, Budness. Yeah. This guy wasn't able to. Get the same numbers that you got, but gives people like me a chance to to live that life that you are living in real life. You know, uh, this is what I would say in all honesty. Mm -hmm. I think like a little bit, you know, if it's not interfering with your relationship... It's the big deal, you know? Like, if, if your sex drive is greater than that of your partner... And your partner is like only interested in having sex once every two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And you got to, you know, if it keeps you from straying or something or it just kind of keeps you going. Is there anything wrong with it? Well, some of the experts say that it does kind of go into a cheating territory because the video that we watched was a pre-scheduled performance pre-recorded. But you can actually go into rooms where everything is live and you are actually interacting with these people. What? Oh, yeah. Like- What's the name of that song? <laughs> You'll have to figure that out on your own. But they do say when you get into that kind of territory, you might want to discuss it with your partner first. So it's not cheating so that you, you know, you create some boundaries. But the other thing is, is like, how will real sex compete with that? If you're, you know, doing crazy things in this virtual reality world, but your real life sex is very standard, you know, maybe it's still frequent, but it's the same every time. How do you compete with that? So you do have to make sure you have a conversation first about it because it's wild. Guys, it's wild. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, we set you up with a lovely man to hang out <laughs> well, with. Well, first didn't I we? had three women. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. And we're like, no, hey, yeah, we'll get something for you. Like, we'll get something women. for you. Yeah, yeah. Why are they moaning so much? No one's even touching them. And then you switched it up on me. And it's I was all about like, enthusiasm, okay. more <laughs> enthusiasm. Whether it's authentic or not, all sometimes right. it doesn't matter. It didn't feel authentic to me in that moment, I will tell you that. We've been talking about virtual reality adult movies and experts say, well, like within the next 10 years, this is going to be the norm. It seems futuristic and bizarre right now to have a headset on and be watching an adult movie. But it's either that or it's going to be the real dolls, right? The, uh, the the robotic dolls. Yeah, but where do you put those? At least the uh, the headset is uh, put that can in fit, a in a, fit in a shoebox. The real doll is a commitment to never having anyone come over. That is <laughs> when you when you get the doll, you're like, I'm never gonna ever pick up again, and I'm never gonna have people over here who don't already know that I have one of these. Brody says he does not believe that VR porn is the future. 
Okay. He says you're putting this screen two inches from your face. You're sweating. You're wearing a mask. It's nasty. You do look ridiculous. I'd look, there's no question. It is not something anyone needs to see. Is <laughs> you wearing a headset doing your thing? Yeah, but, no. But I mean, for him to say that, that's sort of like uh, you know, it, it sounds like the old guy. He's like, oh my day, we'd look at magazines, and that was the only way to do it. Kids did it all the way to do it. You gotta look at a screen. You gotta see the video. You can't use your imagination. For what they did. Like, I mean, that's what he's saying there. Mm-hmm. That's what he sounds like. It's not just going to be porn. Like, are we going to get to a point where we're just, we're not even really living life anymore, where we're just using avatars, where you wake up, you get out of bed, and you go sit into a seat, and you you, you create, like, this digital version of yourself that's going to work. That well, looks better than you do, uh, yeah, right? Dresses you know, better than you does do. does everything for you, you know? And we never actually leave the house anymore. Yeah, yeah. but that's, that's, the, that's the extreme version of it, right? But it kind of leads there, like, well, eventually. That's why you need to have, like, checks and balances along the way. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Okay, with my VR headset, sometimes we'll uh, put it on and we'll go to like places, say Everest Base Camp. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I could probably get there eventually if I train and go on some crazy trip and experience what it's like. Or I can put on this headset, stand there and turn around in my living room and see what you would see if you were at Everest Base Camp. and get a, a, a completely different perspective than just seeing it on your TV in your living room. Yeah, but you don't you know, get the sense of accomplishment that no. it should have taken you to trek to the base camp. Okay, but let's say I'm <laughs> only a torso and I have no legs and arms or, or you know what I mean? I can provide experiences that I wouldn't necessarily get in real life. Mm, or That so you I, could afford, let's Or say. that I could afford or let's mm. say I'm in a country and I'm like, or my family's super, like we're just experiencing extreme poverty mm-hmm. in some capacity and there's no way I'll ever take a vacation beyond, you know, an, an hour long road trip. Mm-hmm. I could go to other parts of the world and just see things in a different way. Totally. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So, yeah, you, you're right. You can end up living in that environment all the time if you go too far. But what would be so wrong with just having little experiences that you wouldn't normally be able to experience in life? There's nothing wrong with it. Just the problem is, you know. Uh, that line. That line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the road like, to hell is paved with good what, intentions, right? You know, like an, Another analogy you could say is like there are some people that I know who have done cocaine and have done it like five times in their life. Mm-hmm. And they did it those five times for the experience and they're able to walk away from it. And then there are other people who will try it and they will be like, this is the greatest thing. I need to do this all the time. They're hooked constantly. instantly. And yeah. then it becomes an addiction. But when you look at something like social media and how we've really adapted to this social platform and this social avatar of ourselves mm-hmm. already online, mm-hmm. the next logical step of your Instagram profile or your Facebook profile is like a live avatar of the best version of yourself that you start living through. Mark like, Zuckerberg's already doing that. Yeah, like that's just the logical mm. progression and I'm worried that like society keeps going that way. We should just go back to National Geographic magazine Ooh. for nudity, for travel, Ooh. for everything. Go back to the Sears all. consumer catalog. He had to flip to the back underwear page. <laughs> It's Dr. Amora along with Professor Bundes, and uh, I gotta ask Bundes a serious question here. If you had to choose one moving forward when it comes to Fast and the Furious, would you choose The Rock staying on with the franchise or Vin Diesel? Because there's really been a huge falling out between Vin Diesel and The Rock lately. They are done. I guess it started with Vin Diesel like commenting saying how hard he had to work to get a good take out of The Rock. 
The Rock believes everybody who makes the movie is an equal partner, wants to treat all the crew the same. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, apparently, real ego, didn't treat people the best. In fact, The Rock now claims that pretty much everybody from the franchise has reached out to him and said thank you no. for, you know, stating how... What? What a jerk Vin is. I mean, Shocking. Vin Diesel. You can see it. Just the fact his name. The stupid homemade name, Vin Diesel. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> I didn't it's true. Even, it's not I his name. I didn't I don't even know think you knew that. I don't know. What's his name? You want to know what his name is? Vincent. Mark. His name's Mark <laughs> Sinclair. Mark. Shut up. That's not a joke. Is That's it his Mark name. Sinclair? It's Mark Sinclair. It's actually not a bad name. And I mean, I get it. The Rock <laughs> is The Rock, but he was a wrestler. He had to have that. He wants right. to be known as Dwayne Johnson. He was forced. People can't get over the fact that his name is The Rock. So it's just, he's stuck with it as much as he'd like it to change. Vin Diesel never wanted to be Mark Sinclair. Okay, back to the question. What is yeah. the question? If there was 10 more movies mm-hmm. and you could pick one. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate the the original movies and what Vin Diesel offered in the beginning. But uh, as a late, like if you're just comparing the last two movies like Hobbs and Shaw with, mm-hmm. with The Rock and, and Jason Statham and then F9 with Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. F9 was awful and okay. Hobbs and Shaw was enjoyable to watch. So I w- at this point, I would rather see The Rock and the rest of the crew carry on without Vin Diesel. All right, there it is. I didn't know he was difficult to work with. The guy made up the name Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> what does that tell you right there? <laughs> you Vin think, you Diesel. Think the guy is afraid. I mean, Mark Sinclair is not a bad name. It's a, it sounds very uh, nice. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Instead, he wanted to be called Vin Diesel. <laughs> That should tell you everything you need to know yeah. about the guy. That is true. And how yeah. hard it is to work with him. <laughs> Vin. Not Vincent. Yeah. Vin. 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 Yeah. Which My, one do you want to see carry on? The Fast and Furious banner? You think I want the guy who made up the name Vin <laughs> Diesel to still have a career? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I work in an industry where some people feel like they need to make up fake names. Mm-hmm, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still a handful of people out there with those fake names. Yes. You think I want to see them succeed <laughs> over me? <laughs> I used the name I was born with. That's right. Did you ever sit there and think about a fake name for yourself? Like the Toucan Man or something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. Can you please be the Toucan Man? Highway Howie or something. <laughs> Tropic you know? Tucker, yeah. Like Interstate Ian. Interstate Ian, yeah. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> People want reality. <laughs> something real. They want Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> they don't want Van Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker and Mora, the candy selection at Halloween these days just sucks. I'm sorry. I hate to be the guy who's like, in my day, it's just things in my day were better. But I, there used to be way more variety. In variety packs? No, just in like what you'd get Halloween night. Now everyone just goes for the big box of variety chocolate bars and they hand it out. You go to one house, here's another handful of chocolate 
chocolate bars. I go through my kids' candy. That's all it is. It's just chocolate bars. You're just mad because you can't eat chocolate. I know, but I mean, <laughs> like, I'm also mad for them that they're missing out on some of this other stuff. I'm looking at right now the top Halloween candy according to kids. Okay. What do you think uh, for number one? Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Show me Kit Kat. Kit Kat number one. Hey! Okay. <laughs> Number one. I'm with Bundus on the Kit Kat. Show me Kit Kat. What? Bad answer. Yeah. Not even on the board? Top five. Kit Kat came in at number five. Well, still, yeah. it's okay. on the board. All right. Give us a ding for on the board. Yeah, but I said top. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to guess any of the other ones Twix. in the top five? Oh, Twix is a good one. Good answer. Twix. Good answer. No. Those are my favorites. Twix is a good one. If I'm, I'm not really chocolate, kind of is a trigger for migraines for me. But I will crush a Twix. Oh yeah, at least like one of the little mini chocolate, uh, like Halloween versions. Don't get me excited. I can't believe we let this one slip over our head. Okay, Tucker, show me Reese peanut butter cups, man. Yeah, I'll show it to you at the top. Yeah, number uh, uno. Numero. Uno Reese's Peanut Butter Cups mm. One Hands down Number one That is a delicious treat Okay how about um, I, I got uh, one okay. I got one This is gonna be number two Guaranteed Okay Caramel Oh it's a good one Good answer Good answer <laughs> you Are you kidding me uh, A classic caramel bar Plus you got that whole challenge Of figuring out How did they get that caramel In that chocolate bar Is there That's a, the big secret It's so delicious no, Top five? There. No. Okay, okay, okay. I am oh, okay. lost Last here. chance to guess is one on. of the other ones. When no, you, Caramel didn't even make the top ten. When you're angry or hangry, you need a Snickers. Yes! Show me Snickers! At work, rest, and play! Yeah. Or is that Mars That's Bar? That's Mars Bar. That's Mars Bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mars and or Snickers did not make the top five. Okay, uh, the rest? Pe- peanut M&M? Or just regular Peanut M&M's, M&M's number nine on this list, so not the top five. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Henry! Oh, Henry! Oh, shut your face! <laughs> How is it that none of these bars are in the top? Hershey bars at number four. Those are delicious. Okay. Just a classic Hershey. Your Milky Way at number three. Please take that off the list. And your old standard M&M's number two. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say bounty. Okay. Oh, big Turk. (laughs) The big Turk. For the big nerd. (laughs) Big Turk. The only candy in the top 10 that wasn't a chocolate bar. Any guesses on that one? Uh, It's your cute little animal in the form of a jelly little uh, gummy bear. Gummy bear. bear. Classic choice. There you go. Those are the tops. But I think it's because kids just don't get exposed to all the good ones anymore. Show me fuzzy peaches. Oh. <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.